0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Man Cave. Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. Hey, I'm Jay Tilly. Yes, sir. We are here to talk about Monday Night Raw that came to you from Seattle, Washington. And it was filled with a lot of changes. Not to Vinci, though. No. Nope. Had some travel issues. And uh, man, I was, woo. I was feeling it. I was nervous.
2: And at the end, I was extremely pleased. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, it, it's a shame that the travel issues, which you would think would have been more of a big deal, was still a better show than Vince being hands on and being involved. Oh God, yes, <laughs> hell yeah! I think it was uh, probably the best Raw I've seen since last week, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this is the second best Raw in April. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, no, it was. Uh, yeah, man the the flow of the show, um, the the I was so I knew that there was going to be some changes because they were talking about travel issues, and then. I saw Ray and Dominic kick the show off and I was like, I thought we were gonna kinda leave this alone until um backlash and then here we are. So it was obvious that there was there was a lot of work that had to be done because of travel issues. So no, good deal. Uh yeah, I I really uh I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was a, a really fun show. The crowd was feeling it, just like the Seahawks in the their stadium um they they're referred to as the 12 so yeah the 12th man but good stuff man so what um what was your favorite part of the of the of the
2: start with ray and dominic so i I definitely feel like that was not the planned start of the show uh because dominic's promo you can tell he didn't quite have as much time to get ready for it because there were quite a few little flubs that i laughed my ass off like when he came out and said Get my name or get your name out of my mouth. Wait, no, get your, get my name out of your, oh, whatever. And then later on, he says something about keep my nose into your business. I'm like, wait, these are not the right ways to say this. So he kind of flubbed through it a little bit, which at first I laughed it off, but it works for his character too. So it's okay. But I think that was definitely part of the travel issues. I think it was like, Hey, uh, Dom, I hope you're ready. You're going to cut a, a promo. Here it is. You got five minutes to, to get ready for it instead of like maybe the entire day, like he probably studies. So Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was decent, decent promo between the two. Uh, I still have an issue with the amount of pushback Ray was giving to fighting his son to just now be like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. I'm going to fight you anyway. Like as a quick turnaround. So, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, it's still a really good storyline. I'm enjoying it as much as I didn't think I would. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's probably right up there with like the bloodline as far as like storylines that are continuing to go on that I'm invested in and enjoying, uh, I was worried they'd forgotten about it because of what happened last Monday. But I feel like last Monday just didn't happen. Like nothing on that show did anything. So I felt like Saturday was kind of like, okay, this is really what's going on. And then I felt like it was definitely a continuation of it this Monday. Uh, but yeah, it was decent. Um, you know, the whole Bad Bunny going back and forth about Bad Bunny, which obviously we know we're setting up for either Balor and Dominic or Priest and uh, Dominic versus Bad Bunny and Ray. So I wish they wouldn't have given us Ray in the tag match on SmackDown though. Like we should have kept them separated until it was pushed to come to shove. So I'm a little upset about that, but yeah, other than that, it was all right. Uh, Yeah. And then it led into a banger of a match. Dude. and And knowing
1: what Finn is going through with a partially torn calf, 14 staples in his head, and he's out there putting a match on like that, bro, like, Good on you, and thank you on behalf of all the fans for uh, putting in that work last night,
2: man. Yeah, and and again, I think it I think that's probably a travel issue match because I don't see WWE saying, "Hey, Finn, you're booked to to work tonight." Like I imagine it was probably supposed to be Damian Priest, and I maybe he didn't make the show. I don't know, but because I I just don't see like the booking being, "Hey, we know you have a torn calf, we know you have." 14 staples in your head surprised you're not concussed hey uh, go ahead and, and
1: seriously and go like, go,
2: go work ray mysterio like what
1: yeah i got a good idea Your torn calf and 14 staples let's put you in the ring with the hall of famer ray mysterio right no and you're gonna
2: take a 619 by the way yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yep <laughs> and you're gonna do a couple ho- uh huda of off the top rope and you're gonna get dropped on oh, your head a couple God. times and then i that
1: that his coup de gras when he d- does his finishing move, the impact from him jumping off the top rope onto his opponent, that can't feel good. So
2: I did I, notice you know, that
1: kudos to him.
2: He kind of did this one a little differently, it looked like. He didn't kind of land the same way he normally does. So I think that's probably that injury part because I noticed when he landed, it wasn't like straight legged. He kind of like landed almost on his knees. I was like, all right, well, I totally forgive him because shit, man. <laughs> like, He's uh, put together with spit and tape and uh, bubble gum right now and put on uh, probably one of the better matches I've seen on Raw in a while. I've really enjoyed the yeah. match. Yeah, it
1: was a lot of fun. Good flow. Uh, both of them have an awesome move set. Both looked fantastic. And um, I've noticed, and I don't know if it's because of the Briscoe um, brother and all the noise that he makes, I noticed that Finn makes a lot of noise in the ring. And I I really dig that. I think that's I think that's really cool. And, you know, uh, Ray was moving around like he was, you know, he's still 25 years old. So uh, really, really fun match, you know, considering, you know, one is almost 50 and one is beat up from the feet up.
2: Yeah, literally. Calf to head. But uh, it's funny you said the thing about the noise in the ring. One of the things that I almost started complaining about with WWE, because I started noticing a trend, but I noticed it, I didn't notice it this raw, was a lot of monologuing in the ring. Like, there was a lot of, and I meant to bring it up a couple of raws ago, or like, maybe not last week, the week prior, because I noticed that at WrestleMania too, just a lot of the wrestlers talking back and forth, like, in each other's face and talking. And I was like, this is kind of a weird trend, but I noticed it went away. So, maybe it was just a, hey, let's try to emulate you guys talking trash to each other and, ah, it doesn't quite work, so... Yeah, because Never I think mind, maybe, stop. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder if like they realized they had to turn the mics up to hear him trash talking in the ring, and then you got John Cena. All right, body slam me, hit the ropes three times and a clothesline. Hey, maybe we shouldn't have those mics turned hey, up as loud. Let's not give away everything. Because <laughs> I, they, I didn't talk about it during WrestleMania because I figured there was enough going on, but they, there was definitely some spots in that match. You clearly heard Cena going rope, clothesline, duck, slam. What? <laughs> Yeah. Quiet down, John. But yeah, uh, yeah, so it was a great match. I enjoyed it. And then we get the uh Chad Gable and Otis in the back with uh Dupree. Yeah, she complimented how she looks. Uh and <laughs> or no, what Chad looks like a gremlin, I think she said or something like that. <laughs> I just think that that act together, they're just a lot of fun. And then it leads into that match, man. Or wait, no, maybe the match was later night because I think what yeah, it was a little later. Yeah, because then we had the Becky Lynch uh, or the Lita getting attacked from behind. So as they're doing that, uh, the talk about uh, the Alpha Academy, we hear the noise and then Lita's been jumped in the back, uh, which leads to the the women's tag team title match, and those belts have no meaning, man. Yeah, like I was thinking. Okay, they put them on Becky Lynch and Lita. Maybe we're going to get something out of this. They didn't defend him at WrestleMania. And then they dropped him to like a team who lost the showcase. I was just like, not, not that there's anything against Liv and Raquel. I just didn't, I, I just feel like that nobody cares about those belts. It's just kind of like, I eh, give it to these two people. Cause you know, down the line, you're going to Liv and Raquel breaking up and then they're going to feud. I just feel like, I don't know. I just, it bothered me a little bit. Uh, you know, and I think we all saw the Trish turn coming a mile away. Yeah, that was
1: uh, that was coming a mile away, and I really wanted Raquel to turn on Liv, but I think that will be for another day. So you'll see Liv and Raquel carry them for a little bit, and then you'll have when Rhonda and Shayna come back, and both of them are healthy. You'll you'll get them. You'll get some action in the ring. So, but yeah, I I, I yeah I saw that turn coming, and you know it it was rumored for for, I guess, months. So they held the titles for 40-something days. Did they really? And they, I mean, they may have defended them once, didn't defend them at Mania, and then drop them. And like you said, you know, they the they dropped them to the team that lost in the showcase. So partially because of travel and partially because Shayna and Ronda are hurt. But, I mean, if that was the case, why didn't they wait, defend them, win a match? Mm-hmm and then start a little bit of turmoil, but whatever. So now not only is there that Vince ism where he doesn't use the women on the roster and he doesn't like tag teams, now you have the women's tag team like, oh, that's like a double goocher So hopefully they get it together and, you know, we get to see um, get to see some quality matches with some fantastic athletic character work and with women. So I'm excited to see, you know, I want to give him, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but we'll see what, we'll see what happens. You know, there's nothing, nothing showing that, um, they're willing to make, you know, willing to change whatever.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, and you know, so the match itself was interesting. I don't want to say good. Cause I don't think it was good. It was kind of clunky. There were a couple spots where I felt like the women were waiting a little longer to, you know, either, you know, the bumper feed wasn't coming as quickly as it should. So there were a couple spots where I'm like, what are they w- waiting for? Yeah. Oh, like the Tower of the Doom sticks out. Like, they all get set, and they're sitting there and sitting there. And you can tell Raquel's like, oh, shh, that was supposed to be over there. And comes running in. I was just like, but I don't, yeah, I just, I'm curious how Lita, I'm sorry, how Trish and Becky are going to do at Backlash. You know, I don't know how much of that was... Because there were a couple spots with Trish too where she couldn't quite get up on the ropes like she used to. obviously, I mean, it's been a while, but so we'll see. You know, the match was a little clunky, but uh, you know, I forgave it. It was decent, it got to the end. Uh, you know, new champions in the turn. So yeah, okay, good enough. Uh then we get what uh Eosky and uh who yeah, yeah, we Eosky and Bailey and Dakota Kai talking. Or Bailey coming out of Pierce's office talking about, hey, I'm trying to get you guys a tag team defense, and oh, yeah, I'm I'm in a triple threat. And uh, we're already seeing the splits there because, well, it's our turn. You know, we we should get a push. Yeah. uh, Which sets up Eos guy for later in a match, which we'll get to that when we talk about that was, man, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, that Uh, was awesome. Yeah. And then we get Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. Dude, what'd you think of this? Man,
1: I wanted this so bad at Mania because neither of them were on the show. There were a couple of spots where it was obvious that this was the first time they're working with one another, and like they just fell Yeah. instead of being able to really get some of their crisp moves off. But then Bobby showed his power with that suplex. Bronson Reed showed his size with uh, Bobby not being able to get him into the hurt lock and i thought it was a really good match and i think it's i think it's good for bobby because he can go against someone big and then i think it's awesome for bronson because he needs a feud because he hasn't done anything since he came back
2: yeah i uh you talk about them bumping into each other and falling over i loved it man i thought it gave it like a real fight feel like it felt yeah, like two dudes who were out there just scrapping and uh, Yeah, for again, I think probably. Well, no, they did set this one up last week. So that one was probably planned, but definitely felt uh, that they have something there. The crowd was way into it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. (laughs) Like, yeah, for two beefy men slapping man meat, I really enjoyed that match. It was, uh, yeah. And you know what it did? It made me think of Big E. And like, I want, like, I was like, man, I want Big E to come back because now I want to see a triple threat with these guys. Like, or, you know, bring Braun Strowman. Like, it was such a good big man just being hard and and slapping each other don't make it weird uh and slapping each other (laughs) around and yeah it was good stuff i i yeah i got like good things to say about i thought it was a really good match yeah the uh when he went for the tsunami i was like whoo
1: this is gonna leave a mark that's a lot of big boy coming at you yeah dude like you nail that anybody everybody's done um in the first row so good deal good like you said a good big fight feel and Set up because of the countout, it's set up now. They're going to continue on with the story, and uh, I, th- I think it's some good money because they're both big dudes, like we were like, like we were talking about. So, yeah. good stuff,
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we get the Cody promo, man. So, did we was a Cody promo because I know we had Paul Heyman too, but I can't remember if that was before or after the Cody promo, but before because I want it was before, so I want to talk about that real quick. 'Cause I'm starting to put some pieces. Well, no, I'll talk it all again. Let's talk about the Cody promo. And then I'll tell you something I picked up in the Cody promo from a few weeks ago and the Paul Heyman segment and then this Cody promo. Cause I, I maybe it's my all elite brain and watching that stuff, but I think there's something going on here that's gonna be a bigger story. Yeah. For sure. I, th-
1: I think I definitely think there's something else. And I don't know if it's if it's Heyman and Lesnar.
2: That's what I think. Or if
1: like somewhere it's Heyman and Cody because of like how emotional Heyman got, um, a couple of promos ago before WrestleMania, obviously. And, um, Heyman was like visibly emotional and, you know, Cody is gold on the mic and oh, every you time. just give him you give him some points, wave tops, and, and he's going to make you feel a certain way and man last night was no different and same thing with Heyman. like that guy is just magic on the mic
2: yeah uh i love There was a couple things in the cody promo that uh just absolutely loved i love the matt cardona drop you know my buddy matt told me not to worry yeah. about yeah yep. the indie guy. yep so i'm like okay well i would be excited about that but the big thing is now that uh there's no, uh, what WWE's on a hiring freeze. So not bringing anybody new in. So like, damn it. Like he missed his chance, but I, yeah, I love the fact that he dropped his name at least. Um, and that's one thing they seem to be allowing Cody to do is talk about things outside of WWE, which I've noticed. And I'm cool with that. Like, I think he mentioned, they still haven't mentioned all elite wrestling by name, but he's definitely like hinted at it for sure. Um, and then I almost caught, I don't know if it was a dig or if it was just in part of the speech, the wins and losses don't matter. Uh, when he said that line, I'm like, is that a dig at AEW? Because their big thing is wins and lo- wins and losses do matter. And Cody gave this whole speech when AEW launched about wins and losses are gonna matter. So I, I'm hoping that was just kind of eh, a throwaway line, but you yeah, know, I don't know anymore. Like Cody's there, so he's he's part of that elite saga. Um, and that's why I think when he dropped the name Matt and then talked about the wins
1: and losses, I think he meant Matt Jackson.
2: Oh, really? So, so you don't think Matt Cardona?
1: Um, no, not just because of the the tie-in with the wins and losses mattering. Yeah, Ma- that's a good...
2: Mattering? Matter, mattering?
1: Matter. <laughs> is that a word? Mattering? Yeah, mattering. Whatever. I just made it. Meaning, made it a word meaning if it something. Isn't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, hmm, that's... Woo! I, yeah, I love it. Uh, the, the way, you know, he doesn't mention it by name, but it's obvious. Right. And... Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's really adding a cool wrinkle to the story. And, you know, the way WrestleMania ended and the way I was all up in my fields, if I was a free agent, I'd be like, hmm, he didn't win the title, but he's still at the top of the card. He's still making, you know, multiple millions a year. And he's if he's not number one in shirt sales and swag sales, he's pretty damn close. So I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I were Matt Cardona or if I were, and come to find out Eric Young, who he signed with WWE, like back in November and he still hasn't been on TV. So I, you know, hopefully he's not hurt or, you know, whatever. And if he is, I hope he's getting better because he's, he's a riot on social media and, <laughs> but, uh, no, but yeah. So Cody gets on the mic. He's talking about who he is. Finishing the story, um, that you know, it's um, earning it when he was talking about earning it, it made me think of Triple H when he brought out the moniker, I am the game. And I was like, ooh, okay. So, first he's got what do you want to talk about? And now he's saying, I am it. So, I mean, I, I I loved the promo. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome.
2: Dude, I, I love the line about, uh, when you look in the mirror, you see a predator, and then he goes on for a while, and he goes now. When now you need to look in the mirror and see a victim. I was like, ooh, ooh all right. That was a let's go. So, yeah, it was good. It was a good promo, and it, I enjoyed it. So the pieces I was putting together though. So do you remember? I don't remember exactly which Raw it was on. Hell, it might have been on SmackDown before Mania. But he made the comment about when I take these titles, you'll go back to being an advocate, and you know you'll just be a tribal chief of one, but the, the line to Heyman about you'll go back to being an advocate. And like, now I wish I didn't delete him. Cause I'm, not, I'm like, all right, now I want to go watch facial expressions. Did Heyman give a face like shit? He's right. Because I'm wondering if Heyman, it got in Heyman's head and he reached out to Brock because in the interview with Heyman, uh, in the back, uh, was it Kayla? I don't remember who's interviewing him, but she asked, you know, did you know anything about the Brock thing and he, or do you have an insight on the Brock Lesnar attack? And his response was just Yes. And then next question, like they used to, I'm like, so I was like, oh shit, like maybe Cody is breaking the bloodline up because he got into Heyman's head. And, you know, is Roman gonna watch this and go, what do you mean, yes, wise man? Like, and, and I don't know. I like, again, it's WWE, so it may mean nothing. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't feel that way with the bloodline storyline. I feel like no, this could I, mean something.
1: I think you're right. I think they're. If they could put this much effort into any other storyline, the, the show product would be so much better. And the layers, how they're referring back to things, you know, simple little things like being an advocate.
2: Hiring
0: for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: kicked off the island of relevancy when it really comes crumbling down um you know i just keep wondering if if there's something something there because now the rumor has started obviously that the rock is going to be at wrestlemania in philly so what if what if solo was sent by the rock and now at say SummerSlam, solo turns on roman i don't want cody's Title victory to be tainted in any way. Right. But I think, you know, maybe he goes to Spike or uh, Samoan drop or something. He inadvertently nails Roman and then uh, Cody hits him, you know, with the third or fourth or fifth crossroad and gets the win. But there's, I don't know, j- just like how you were saying, there's something with Heyman and Lesnar. And then there's something with Solo. And yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm like, dude, I am so freaking invested in this whole entire storyline that I I can't
2: stand it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's, the Cody stuff is is good stuff for sure. And then speaking of Bloodline, we go right into Alpha Academy and the Usos. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if this was a travel issue, oh crap, we need to do a tag team match. They couldn't have put two teams better together. I think it was my match of the night. What a great outstanding match uh chad gable man like dude he's why why they gave him shorty g and the ridiculous like things they gave this man because i don't care who he's in the ring with every time i'm like golly he's good and otis is so over yeah Yeah. that guy can do no wrong either well yeah it was a great match man like it wasn't too long i mean it was you know back and forth uh the, the caterpillar Thing kind of sticks out in my head. I, I got a kick out of that, and then when he landed it too, it was like the r- building erupted. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's gold. Uh, you know,
1: Shorty or uh, not Shorty G. Oh my God, Gable. There was a video of him at the Hall of Fame, and he was doing his thank you, and everybody was just loving it. And you know, you uh, you just think back to Kurt Angle with the guitar and the little cowboy hat, Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't... Like, he made chicken salad out of chicken shit. And Gable, you know, fortunately, they wised up, took the Shorty G thing off, but had had they not, I think he would have somehow gotten that over. And, you know, if this... if So, there was travel issues, so that's why this match got put together. But if someone in the back, or in creative goes, you know, we haven't done anything with these guys except, you know, the Otis thing and then a match with Cody and now this. We we really need to get um we really need to get Alpha Academy back on track. That'll be uh that's that's my hope. Now this was a really good match. It wasn't my match of the night. The next one was I really loved uh the EO Sky, Piper Niven, and Meechin. Mee in the ring is i I dig her, and then eO Sky is just uh, she's she's like my and I know it should be gender neutral or whatever but she's up there with vikingo with just some of the stuff she can do and how smooth she is and or even Guevara like just how smooth and effortless she makes everything look
2: just so awesome man awesome yeah. Great. It yeah, it was a super good match. Um my only complaint was it didn't make sense. Like we're having a number one contenders three-way match uh-huh. with people that weren't on WrestleMania and people that were on losing streaks. Yeah. I just felt like all right. But again, travel issues. So maybe the setup was supposed to be IO Sky and uh you know, who I don't I don't even know who else, but so <clears throat> maybe that was part of it. Uh but I that was the only complaint I had, but I had to kind of Rain that in because I was like, all right, well, maybe it's due to the travel issues. Yeah, the original rumored match was um,
1: Bianca Belair and Io Sky. So, um, and then you're like, well, wait a minute. Mee Chin hasn't been on TV since she'd had a match with the OC and AJ Styles. Like, wait, what is she? How is she a number one contender? So, yeah, it was it had to do with with the travel. So. And the other
2: part of it is like the rumor was we were supposed to have two triple threat matches last week that were going to lead into a championship, you know, challenger match. So it could have been that maybe those two matches last week were going to be the winners were going to be Piper Niven and Meachin, and then Bailey was supposed to come in. So could be that, you know, Papa H pivoted a little, excuse me, or, uh, or who knows what that was. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: that, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I think the. I think the match was fantastic. the The work rate was awesome, and you know if it was just thrown together and they produced it real quick in the back and just you know hit their highlights. Kudos to uh, kudos to them, those superstars because they really they really gave it to us.
2: Yeah, he was a, he, he was amazing. Man, like yeah. I'm really hoping with the new and 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 Miachim, like all of them, like I'm hope and Piper Niven. I'm hoping like now that Vince is not back, those three don't lose their jobs again because. Or we don't get drop back, you know? Oh. Because all three of them are really strong wrestlers, and Triple H, I think, did the right thing in bringing them back. And uh, I hope they stay. Because if not, you Sky, she'll go anywhere and be a star. Oh, my God. Imagine Io Sky and Sasha Banks and
1: New Japan. Oof. Or um, Kyrie Zayn and Io Sky. Like, oh, if, at, uh, like, to see Athena. And EO Sky in Ring of Honor.
2: Like, dude, like, hmm.
1: Yeah, because Athena's doing
2: some amazing work in Ring of Honor right oh, now. Oh, man,
1: that her character work. I mean, and she even said she's done more in a year than she did in three years with the WWE. So good on her and, you know, what they're doing over there in Ring of Honor. And, you know, I, did you hear, do you listen to the FTR, Uncle Dax, his podcast? No. So... One of the things that he talked about was the, one of the main reasons why he, they, they re-signed with um, AEW was because they don't feel like they work in an, in an environment where they're expendable, where they're just plugging and playing pieces. They actually feel like a locker room, like a family. And he's we able... We talked
2: about that recently. Yeah,
1: and it's um, you know good good on them. I'm that's I'm awesome. Sure that they got well taken care of. Plus, they're doing all that other work with with um, New Japan, the Ring of Honor stuff, the other indie stuff. They're rumored to be getting ready to go have a match with Aussie Open, which will sort of revisit the I.W.G.P. tag team titles, which okay, um, Aussie Open recently won back or not won back, but recently won. So I think that's going to be that's going to be a fun rivalry for the next, you know, 6-8 months or whatever. And that that um that I mean, yeah, that's going to be that that is amazing tag team division now with uh what AEW's got going on. So hopefully, you know, their the WWE powers that be are not into tag team wrestling, but you have some amazing tag teams on the roster you have a relatively large roster in relation to what they normally carry and you're getting ready to call up superstars from nxt so whatever that presto changeo draft looks like um it's going to be interesting because you know you don't want to see judgment day break up because that's pure gold that's money so i think they moved to friday um Damage control is going to go, you know, the way of the dodo, and um, I think probably ninety nine percent the um, the uh, street profits will uh, they'll, split. they'll split. So what's crazy too is the draft is going to occur here in Jacksonville on that Monday Night Raw right after Backlash. So
2: yeah, I know. That'll be, uh that'll be a trip. Wish we were going. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be out of town though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I should reach out to the uh, MWR on base and see if they got discount tickets because I remember a while back you used to be able to get them through them and get some pretty good tickets. And uh, sometimes they had like a USO section, which was ringside. So Dang. But, yeah, but this was a while ago. I don't know if they still do that. Uh, Then we come to KO in the back getting interviewed, Uh, you know, (laughs) standard interview, you're hurt, go for a match. Cool, I'm going to go for a match. Uh, He's another one that I think does a lot of great – Interviews and promos because I, I think he's kind of one of the one the very few in a in WWE that kind of go off script and I have a feeling he's one of those that doesn't necessarily have to be on script all the time so yeah enjoyed that and then uh, leading to a another really good match on Raw which was a uh, KO and Solo man oh man uh, that was his so selling of that knee throughout the match the whole and, entire and
1: match like he couldn't do his cannonball he had a hard time doing his um swanton to the point where the crowd was cheering let's go kevin like dude that's that's freaking rocky like yeah oh it was great. man so it
2: awesome. was great ring psychology and storytelling yes uh and i don't think he gets enough credit for that kind of stuff no because he's really good i i uh i went on a ko kick on the ring of honor uh thing recently because they have if you go and ring your honor, you can like select them. And it's like a, a whole thing of like all their best matches. And it's like 15 hours long or something. ridiculous. I don't know. It's stupid long. You just kind of hit play in the background, but I'm sitting there watching like things with like him and Mark Briscoe. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, man, he, he's so good. And that was when he was really young and, and new to it. And, you know, him and Claudio and just, yeah, some really good stuff. And it, he's been in the game a long time, but this was, this is a good showing. It was a good showing for solo too. Uh Definitely can tell he's getting his reps in and getting built up because, you know, in his first couple of matches right out of NXT he was kind of like, oof, did they pull him too quick? Yeah. But I think they're doing the right thing with him, and they've, they've built him into a character and molded him into a style that works really well for him. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, ended up with um, uh, Solo getting the spike in the pinfall after the Uzo's and Feared, and then we get the beatdown. Well, earlier in the show, part of the Paul Heyman thing, he talks about how uh, Sammy and... Bro, Matt Riddle couldn't make it because of the travel issues. So, so I love the scene of them pulling up and running <laughs> in gear already. Conveniently. They must have flown that way. That's how but they travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt Riddle travels in his speedos Jeez. and sandals. You know what? He might actually. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah. They come in and make the save after the beatdown down uh, to take us off the air. Uh, Jay almost gets hit with another haluva kick, gets pulled out of the way. That dude's eating more Huluva kicks over the past two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, Raw was pretty good, man. I didn't hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I was pleasantly
1: surprised. I I had in my head, okay, I know Bianca was talking about having a match, and there was a couple other matches that were supposed to occur, and then we knew Cody was going to be there, and how everything played out and... You know, how the crowd responded and were super flexible, even though all these travel issues, it was um, it was it was really good. And oh, the Miz, the Miz was supposed to have a match um, and that, you know, that didn't happen because of travel and some other stuff. So it's it's slowly coming together what backlash is going to look like. And then the king and queen of the ring event in Saudi and then I think you have one more and then you go into SummerSlam. And this is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. So now you've got Endeavor with their, you know, multi-billion dollar infrastructure. And at first I was like, okay, maybe Ari will get tired of Vince or the mustache or whatever it is and be like, hey, man, just go away. Here's your, here's your payoff and go away. Well, then I heard a thing because they didn't um they didn't let go of uh Dana when he was when he was filming slapping his slapping wife his wife so i was like well that was a publicity they, stunt they <laughs> yeah yeah i was just trying to get attention but that's <laughs> so you know the chances of him going anywhere for the next little while he ain't going anywhere. is is you know pretty slim to none and um i guess we'll just have to deal with him you know being around for a little bit and hopefully Oh yeah. Hopefully with Raws and Smackdowns are as good or better than what we saw last
2: night. Hopefully better because I'm still not going to say it was the best wrestling show ever. I mean, yeah. it was still kind of a, a standard raw for me, but I, I could watch that a lot easier than I can. Some of the other dribble that they've put out. So, and if that's what they do with travel issues, like <laughs> give me more travel issues. Cause the matches they put on were fantastic. Like fantastic. So higher let me, I mean, fantastic in, in WWE standards, you know? Yeah. I'm not talking fantastic like Vikingo and Omega, but, you know, fantastic as in b- better than uh, the Miz and Dolph Ziggler or something. Oh, well, no, that's not yeah. bad. That'd actually, probably be a good match, but. Yeah, that, yeah, Dolph, Dolph, would, Dolph would deliver, so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, y- your standard yeah, yeah. 50-50 booking, not a whole lot happening, boring matches. I do have a question, though. Like, what are they doing with Seth Rollins? So he did this weird thing last Monday, then this Monday they just saw a video package. Are they just are they out of ideas for him right now and he's in limbo. Like I just it's very strange. You know, some of the foreshadowing is
1: he's going to be one to take one of the titles when they do the brand split. So I don't I don't know, you know, it looks like they're cooling him off after he got through with the Logan Paul thing and you know, I don't um It just seems weird. Yeah. Like not, it's not very timely. So that's, you know, that's yeah. Good point. He's done with Cody for now. I think that that is going to come back up where, uh, Cody or someone is going to bring up, you know, how do you feel watching, you know, the wrestlers that dusty or superstars that dusty worked with, they're going to keep bringing that up and he's going to have a rivalry with each one of them. And, um, but, yeah, I'm yeah, and I'm really looking forward to next week when you're gonna see Brock Lesnar on Raw, and now that we're starting to see and we're picking up the little um, Easter egg type things, what is he gonna say that leads into like the next part of the story, the next part of the story? So right now, what they're trying to sell you Stupid. is Brock is pissed because he was the first match. And Cody was the last match. And, you know, Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar. He deserves better than the first match of WrestleMania. So you're like, well, if you don't, if you're
2: not the main event, you want to go on first, like, but no, I, I, yeah, I'm interested. I'd be curious to see if they tied into the Paul Heyman thing. And like, it comes out that Paul Heyman had pretty much almost guaranteed Cody would win so that Brock could get a title shot again. And because he didn't win, he's pissed because he's not getting his title shot. It's kind of, Kind of where I, you know, layman's term, booking can see it going. Like, you know, that you were supposed to win so I could get another chance at the title. You didn't win, so I'm pissed at you. Someone beat you down, and then eventually it'll lead into Paul was pumping him up, like, "Hey, yeah, man, you should get into Cody, like, so, or you need to feud with Cody because he's going to eventually beat Roman, and you're going to find out that you know Paul Heyman's lost a little faith. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like, I hope that's what it is. I hope it's like you were supposed to win so I could be champ. So. And now I have to wait longer to be the champion
1: again. Yep. And you've not only did you not win, now I it's yeah, now I have to make you pay. Now I gotta associate myself with someone who was my nemesis for two years. And um yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, could yeah, be really this good. Will, this'll will be yeah, this'll be super interesting and I think, you know, as much as I probably do not wanna see Roman and Lesnar again. Um, with an, with a new spin on the story, I think it could be, I think it could be a lot of fun, especially with the way they're working
2: now. What if it's Roman and Lesnar against Cody and like Randy Orton or Cody, and like Roman and Lesnar end up becoming a team. Like he unofficially joins the, like he won't ever join the bloodline, but like, all right, we have a common em- enemy now. Let's, let's go after him. And now you got Cody, you know, oh God, who do I get? So, yeah, you're like, okay, well,
1: I'm not doing anything with Seth. So you bring Seth out, oh. but why would why would he like? Does he really have a bone to pick with Lesnar? He definitely has a bone to pick with Roman. You know, just over the years with the with their
2: faction breaking up and to be honest with the me, back and forth cashing in. So he he was the first name that I thought of when they did the tag match thing when they said if you can find somebody tagging with you, I was like oh cool it should be Rollins because you know he respects Cody because of the war they went through. Hey, I got your back, but I want the first title shot. You know, like I was like, all right, that'd be a cool story. And then it was Brock. I'm like, mm, this is interesting. So, yeah, that was the first name I thought of was, was uh, Rollins on that one. But cool, man. So uh, I gave it three beards. I gave it a good three. Yeah, I get, yeah, man, three
1: three is really strong. I gave it three and a half. Um, really love the Cody promo. I just can't say enough about EO Sky and Mia uh, Mia Yim, the work that they did. I thought I thought it was fantastic. And then your match of the night is damn a close second with Alpha Academy in the Usos really putting on a clinic of what tag team wrestling is. And you know, none of those guys and girls should be upset with the uh, win, lose, or draw because I I, I feel
2: like they really really did some great
1: work for us uh last
2: night. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. Yeah, like I said, three for me. Uh enjoyed the show, thought the matches were, you know, on a higher bar than I have seen for WWE uh had, you know, some good backstage segment, we had a good, good promo and we had the good, so we had the trifecta of stuff that I look for. So I enjoyed it and uh yeah, you got you got a heel turn, not the one I wanted, but
1: I I'm down for that. You got a title change, I love that. I think that's just it It's something that you can go home and say, oh, I was there when, you know, remember when Lita was supposed to defend the titles and, you know, I watched Trish turn on Becky. So I don't know if that's going to be a backlash or if that's going to be SummerSlam because um, Trish isn't there every week. So that that'll be interesting to kind of drag that along. And then where does Lita sit? What side of the fence is she on? Is she down with Trish or is she down with Becky? So that, that could be kind of fun. Um, so who you know, do you think nice attacked her? Twist, so.
2: Do you think it was Trish? Oh, I think Trish. Trish is too obvious. Yeah. I mean, maybe. But so like there's holes in that whole story too. Like why would Trish attack her? And then why would she agree do the match? And then in the match look like she's really trying just to turn. I don't know. Like, that, We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, I just the the logic in it bothers me. Like I'm going to attack you so I can go defend the title with with Becky. I guess not. Like I'm going to beat you up so I can go defend the title. Cool, I'm defending this title. Yes, awesome. Wait, we lost. I hate you. Now I'm going to beat you up. So, I guess you can loosely put that together.
0: Yeah. Or, now that
2: I talk it out, I guess you that could be that could be a good motivation. Yeah. Could it be like either
1: Ronda or Shayna were there? Um, you know, was it one of damage control? They were they were pissed because they couldn't get a title shot. Then Becky was mad, but Becky was tied up trying to get EO the match after they both said, oh, it's my turn. So, I mean, there's some twists and turns. Rachel or Raquel and Liv being there just seemed too ironic. And then, you know, is it, could it be Chelsea Green or could it be Carmella because... They aren't getting the shine that they wanted and well, you are digging Chelsea. deep now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be Trish.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: After all that, <laughs> yeah. damn you, Trish. Yeah. I think it's going to be, cause once I talked it through, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's what they're going to go with, but all right, man. Well, it's that time of the show where you all our listeners know what we're about to do. Thank you guys. Uh, every one of you for listening, downloading, appreciating us, uh, leaving a comment, leaving your five star reviews and comments on Anywhere you get your podcast from, iHeartRadio, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, Audible, you know the drill. Anywhere you guys get that, listen to your podcast, please subscribe to us so uh, you get notified. We launch and release content daily. Uh, maybe we'll miss one day a week, but typically every day we've got something coming out, whether it's uh, Ellie Jarre wandering off in the woods by himself talking about Ooh, his beard,
1: shiny object,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or it's uh, us jointly together. Uh, full transparency. I tried to do a solo and I'm just not nearly as talented as him, but, uh, got some, uh, things coming up too. We're going to go on in, um, the fan bus and be a, a guest on their show coming up, reaching out to the Patriots, uh, Patriot sports radio again to see if we can't get on there before backlash, maybe talk some wrestling leading into the pay-per-view and, uh, yeah. So appreciate everything. Uh, continue to support us, follow us. We love it. Uh, at no shave man cave on Twitter, TikTok. Instagram and YouTube time for the hot tag hit him with the closer bump and fee bump and fee.
1: thank you so much for all the five stars I'm sitting here looking at Spotify we've got 102 five-star ratings you guys are the best we couldn't do it without you we could but it wouldn't be nearly as fun so uh you know don't make it weird but uh yeah so you know just like we say every time to our brothers and sisters in arms thank you so much for your service some gave all, all gave some. If you are in any form of distress and you need help, please dial 988 or go seek mental health care in any form or fashion. Please uh, do not do not suffer in silence. So thank you again. Over 10,000 downloads already. Uh, just super, super humbling. So keep doing what you're doing. We love you. And uh, we hope to see you on the road when uh, we start our little getting around and uh, going to shows. We will be at the uh, River City WrestleCon soon. So with that, thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you on the floor.
0: You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the floor.